Okay, folks, we are going to talk today about Bryce Canyon, Utah beauty. Um, and let's go ahead and start with some general facts. Well, actually, really quick, you both have been there. I've been there. It's been a while, though. Mm-hmm. Right? When's the last time either of you went? 2020, I think. Right? We uh, camped out. Yeah, we went in 2020 and camped there. Yeah. Was that your honeymoon? No, it was no. Pre, Before we were pre-wedding. Married. Oh, okay. The highlight of the trip for me was watching Isaac and our brother-in-law, Jake, try to light a fire with no matches. How'd that go? And uh, they failed. <laughs> and I have lots of video of them being really frustrated, and they wouldn't give up, though. It was really kind of endearing to see how how um, persistent they were. Yeah. Well, so. let me tell you what happened. We wanted oh, okay. to be true <laughs> men. We wanted to prove our manhood by lighting a fire without matches or flint or anything like that. And so we got two sticks, and we tried the whole the spinny it took thing, them the four grills, hours. I the swear. bear grills method, How long? and it just never worked. Are you? A, um, are you? Did you do scouts? Yeah. Are you an eagle scout? I'm an eagle scout. Okay. Are you? I am too. Right on. And this bump. Yeah. So right away, this is a revelation of scouting, and not in Utah, for example, but just everywhere. We're like, we're not all campers. You know, we're not all <laughs> survival. So we couldn't start a fire to save our lives. And, and I wanted marshmallows. I wanted a s'more. And it was just taking it. too long. So we were all just standing there really annoyed. Did you resort to you know, eventually the they, weaker alternative? They of eventually gave matches. in. Okay. So luckily they weren't totally sort of fluid. stubborn, but well, that's cool. That so was yeah. my that's my memory. Okay, so that's your Bryce Canyon, yeah. When's the last time you went? I went there with a group of friends in high school. Uh, it was my senior year. And we did some horseback riding, um, oh, fun. which was actually quite cool. And like, like through the canyon, yeah, through the canyon. That's cool. That was really neat. Um, and I came at it because we had just moved from California, and so I was really pretentious and like the city boy sort of thing, which is funny because I have nothing to justify that, you know, at all, other than I just lived there. I was a kid. Right? I mean, look <laughs> at you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but it was it was super neat. It was it was you know rugged, quote unquote. Um, but it just reminded me, you know, the the beauty and, and kind of being recognizing that we're part of the world. I don't know. That sounds kind of like a grand statement, but it was a it was an important formative moment for me. Mm, so that's nice. We all love Bryce Canyon. Definitely recommend it. If you by the end of this podcast, you are going to want to go see it. Right? It's just a great place. So let's do some general facts talking about its popularity. Two million people annually come to see the park. Um, I bet that's increased because of COVID. Because with COVID, everybody got outside, which is awesome. I'm, mm-hmm. gr- I'm glad. No, yeah. I mean, of, of everything the pandemic did, there. Were, this is one of the good fruits of it, right? Um, it depends on who you ask if that's good. But true, 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 true. Uh, it's a giant area, thirty-five thousand acres. Thirty-five thousand eight hundred and thirty-five is the figure that we've got. Um, decent uh, range and elevation, lowest point, 6,620 feet, or if you are from anywhere else in the world, 2,018 meters. goes all the way up to 9,115 feet, or 2,778 meters. And this is actually significant if I'm going to jump in, because 6,000 feet at a base elevation is super high for um, other, or compared to other national parks in Utah. Mm-hmm. Bryce Canyon is pretty high in elevation and pretty um, temperate most of the year. It's not super hot in the summer, which makes it nice to visit. Okay. Your, your comment inspired a question. So most of Utah's national parks, does that mean then that they're further south? Actually, no. Bryce Canyon's super far south. Um, it just rests on a, on a plateau. It's on the Colorado okay. plateau. Mm-hmm. Got it, got it. Got I mean, it's not like they're super low elevation. I don't think they're, I mean, they're not sea level. 
All no, of Utah is really yeah, we're, high. We're pretty... But Bryce Canyon is the highest at 6,000 feet just because it is on the Colorado Plateau. So, man, shows my ignorance. It's, it's pretty cold. Anything. It's pretty cold in the winter and pretty cold at night in the summer. It gets pretty chilly. Pretty frosty. Yeah. Well, very cool. Um, what we might have said also could have insinuated this next fact, which is that Bryce Canyon is not technically a canyon. Spoiler. <gasps> Uh, it's a series about of, of excuse me a series of about a dozen natural amphitheaters eroded into um, this is a great word an escarpment of the bear with me folks Ponsagunt what would you guys say Ponsagunt Ponsagunt okay Ponsagunt sorry Plateau. everybody yeah we, the first our ignorance word. has already already shown itself yeah okay. Um, but uh, the last thing here, uh, Bryce Canyon, you want to go somewhere at night to get away from the light pollution of the cities. This is a place, one of some of the darkest night skies in the United States when you're there, um, such that even astronomy programs, right, with colleges, schools, whatever, they, they go there and they offer chances to go and do some studying out there, which is pretty nuts. Yeah. So there we go. There's some I've, facts. Yeah, thank you. I've done some stargazing there. It's amazing. First time I ever saw Saturn. Was that for that class you took? No, I just went with my family. I, okay. I used to go super often with my family. Stargazers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just to camp out and go check out the night sky. That's pretty fun. Well, moving forward, I um, wanted to play a little game here back talking about Bryce Canyon. Uh, there is a list here. In fact, I'll have Casey go ahead and start this off, and she'll explain my role in this game. So the game is called Real or Not. So Bryce Canyon is pretty unique, and so... Lots of people who have visited or come have had different terms for it. If you don't know what it looks like, you should look it up. But if you're driving or you can't look it up right now, it's really beautiful. Really red rocks with hoodoos, which are kind of big columns of rock. And you can hike down into the columns and the amphitheater on top. Um, you can look o out over the bowl of the hoodoos just kind of... Um, jutting up into the sky. They're beautiful. It's awesome. It's the best. But because it's so unique, lots of people have had different names for it and different ways of describing it. So some of them I thought were pretty funny. So I'm going to ask Jake, he hasn't seen this list, Virginized. which ones he thinks are real descriptions and which ones are not. Kay. So, okay. Real or not? Magic Mountains. I'm going to say no. I feel like there's more creative names people would have chosen. Yeah, that's not real. Nice. I made that one up. Okay. Hell of a place to lose a cow. That's got to be real. I feel like that has to be real. I've heard it from many a folk that that is what people say when they think of Bryce Canyon. My friend Savannah's dad, shout out to him. Nice. Thanks, Derek. Thanks, Mr. But Savannah's I think dad. Ebenezer Bryce also called said also... Ebenezer Bryce also used that term when talking about it, but I don't think he said hell of a because he was a good Mormon guy. Nice. Um, pink Cliffs. Yeah, I can see that being oh, there. I remember Jake, that you're color. so good. Am I, am I doing good so That's real, far? yes. Okay. Okay. The Labyrinth. I pray that this is real, and I'm wondering if you guys gave me on that on this list because you know that my weakness is that movie. Right? David Bowie. I mean, you know, talking about hoodoos, right? Voodoo, hoodoo, you do, do Remind what? Remind me of the babe. Remind me of the babe. So if Labyrinth <laughs> is not a real one, it should be a real one. Um, but I'm going to end up going with no. Uh, Jake, you're too smart. 
we tricked you, but it's not real. You can, I wish you can just tell when things aren't we, as good as they we could be. We can just call it that, and then it can be an official real one. Yeah. Okay. Instead of doing like, uh, you know, like like an, a carving on the wall there, instead of like some sort of former hero of the area, we should just do David Bowie's face, mullet and all, you know? <laughs> I agree. Which I version, agree more. Which version of David Bowie? Well, it would be Jareth from, from oh, Labyrinth. Clearly. Then again, if we did like a mural of all of the David Bowies, Thin White Duke or Ziggy Stardust. Sure. I'm not up for vandalism, but I, I'm not necessarily the, sure I'd be offended. But you know what I'm saying is it yeah. would only add... The State Historic Preservation Society would, or State, SHPO, State, Pre- oh boy, State Historical Preservation Office, who I work with, would frown upon. They're the one that makes even the final David call. Bowie. Uh, you yes. know, and that's probably for the best. Sorry to David Bowie fans out there, and I apologize to the naturalists. SHPO, I'm I'm supporting yeah. you in this. Okay, right on. All right, okay. a few more of these. Couple more. The stunningest thing out of a picture. Sounds pretty good. I'd say yes. Uh, it's real. Grove, Carl Gilbert, an early explorer slash military guy. Thought of that. Thought of Bryce Canyon as the stunningest thing out of a picture. It's nice. pretty stunning. Yeah. Okay, last one. Portal to the other side. Oh, man. I could go for a perfect run here. I know. We haven't been. Have you been keeping track, Isaac? He's 100% uh, thus far. I hate that. I'll say no. I don't, I don't even... No, it's not real. Oh, nice. Man, Jake. Good job. Congrats. Way Thank you, everyone. This is a big deal. There you go. Jake's 100% so far. Something in the air today. Well, very cool. Yeah, sure. Um, okay, so let's jump a little bit into the origin of Bryce Canyon, kind of its early history and how it got started. So Bryce Canyon lies on the eastern edge of the Ponsagant Plateau. Um, again, apologies about pronunciation. Um, it's an indigenous word. Um, it, it originally used to be um, the land where the Paiutes, the Navajos, and what was the other tribe? Paiutes, Navajos, and Utes, Utes used to live on. Um, so this is their territory. Bands. Yeah, different bands of different groups. That's right. So this is their territory. Um, and some of the history is a little bit barbaric and not necessarily something that I'm proud of. A lot barbaric. There being like settlers' history. Exactly. Okay. Cool. Exactly. Yeah. Which we'll get a little bit more into. Um, but yeah, just this is the land of the indigenous people, um, and we want to respect that. Um, but anyways, yeah, Bryce Canyon lies at the very edge of this plateau, um, which is why it's not necessarily a canyon. They call it more of an amphitheater because um, it's not a gully or a gorge or anything. It's just at the end of the kind of the downward slope um and let's see it was originally established um on june 8th 1923 uh to preserve the unusual scenic beauty scientific interest and importance of the area prettiest thing out of a picture picture. that's right that's what they say awful place to lose a cow awful place to lose a cow i wouldn't want to lose my cow there (sighs) me neither um, so yeah, moving on. On June seventh, nineteen twenty-four, the monument's name was changed to Utah National Park, um, and it was then transferred to the National Park Service. Uh, and then on February twenty-fifth, nineteen twenty-eight, Utah National Park was officially changed to Bryce Canyon National Park. Wait, so was it the very first national park in Utah? Uh, yeah, it was. That's awesome. It was. It indeed. was the OG. Yeah, the original Utah one. National Park. 
Um, and yeah, so we'll get a little bit more into this later, but Bryce Canyon is named after Ebenezer Bryce, who was one of the first, one of the original settlers of the area. Cool so, stuff. Cool. Now I'm going to talk a little bit just about the geologic origins of Bryce Canyon. So about 50 million years ago, Utah was a flat plain kind of on the coast of the United States. Well, what is now the United States? And lots of particles and sand was washed to the plain, to this flood plain. It would flood and then the sand would settle and flood and sand would settle. And over time, it's kind of stacked on itself to become sedimentary rock, which is what sandstone, limestone, sandstone and limestone are sedimentary rock. And that's mostly what Bryce Canyon is made out of. So 50 million years kind of cementing in top of it, cementing to create giant swaths of rock. And then about 30 million years ago, I mean, I don't, my geologic time scale is, I don't understand the numbers. Like they're just such big numbers that I can't fathom. But 30 million years ago, only 30 million years ago, um, the, so do you guys know about plate tectonics? Do you know? I know about plate tectonics. How mountains are made. Is how mountains are made. paid attention in elementary school. Earth sciences was never necessarily my forte, but I, uh, with time, have become more interested. It's cool. So if you think of the earth as like a hard-boiled egg and you crack it and there's little bits and pieces that are still kind of stuck to the egg and there's just cracks around it. The earth is like that. Mm. It's broken up into little pieces of eggshell, but it's rock and it's just floating on top of giant pools of magma which are heated and cooled and that magma which with its heating and cooling moves the plates around and so the north american plate to make bryce canyon the north american plate was being run into by another plate which is almost gone now called the farallon plate don't know if i'm saying that right looked it up on youtube that's what they said the farallon plate was being subducted under the north american plate and when a plate is subducted or pushed under a plate, then it is, when it goes under, it necessarily pushes up the plate that it's going under. So the plate that's on top is raised. And when the Farallon plate was colliding with the North American plate and getting subducted under, it pushed up the Colorado Plateau to really high elevations, like 12,000 feet. And Bryce Canyon, as part of the North American plate on that edge, um, was pushed up to be a really high elevation. And so this sandstone that had been cemented together from the marine floodplain is now really high elevation. That's why there's fossils of fish and other marine animals in the in the mountains on oh, the Colorado good. Plateau, which is really interesting. That geography degree did you well. I know. <laughs> Don't listen like to this, Dr. Emmett. <laughs> and, or, and so, okay, it's pushed up. And then because the elevation is so high, lots of water, I mean, water freezes when it gets cold. And because the elevation is so high, it is cold. And Bryce Canyon is unique because it is such a high elevation that about 200 days out of the year, it will freeze, water will freeze, and then it will melt. And as water freezes and melts, it expands and gets into cracks. And when water gets into a crack and then it forms ice, ice expands, pushing the crack open a little bit more. 
and then it melts again and pushes down further into the crack, expanding and eventually creating the hoodoos of Bryce Canyon that we see today. Yeah. So that's Whoa. kind of the geologic history. 30 million years ago, it was raised up, and because of that high elevation, hoodoos were formed through ice melting and freezing. So It's really Good deal. quite a unique spectacle. Um, it's not like any other national park that I've seen. How would you describe it, Jake? It's really... Yeah, I mean, abnormal Unique. in the sense that, like, you look at it and I, I've never seen a national park similar. Well, maybe, like, is it South Dakota? North Dakota. I don't remember. The Badlands, where you have these giant mm -hmm. formations. Yeah, right? South. Okay. Oh, shoot, and I have family there. They're going to hate that. Um, <laughs> don't listen, Jake's family. Yeah, just omit that. Um, but it, it looks similar to that in, in the sense that you look just straight out and there's giant cavities and a bunch of stuff sticking out of the cavities. I, that's like the worst probably description I could have given. But abnormal in the sense that there is kind of this alien quality to it, right? And, you know, you think of like Goblin Valley as well. And, you know, that's not the same area exactly. But um, it's, it just has this otherworldly, probably that's the word I'd use, right? Otherworldly beauty to it. Um, and beautiful it is. And by the way, thanks, Casey. Like, excellent description. Um, Thank you. My only knowledge of ice expanding had been that scene from Ant-Man oh, where he breaks the door. You haven't seen no. Ant-Man? Have you seen it? Mm, I think I did. Ryan Reynolds. I think I did. No, guy, but no, no, that was... Uh, oh, shoot. What's no, his name? Um, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd, Paul, that's right. Oh, okay. see. See, Marvel know. teaches geography. Marvel <laughs> teaches science. Yeah. Just watch all those and it's beneficial you don't even need us. a job. Yeah. No, but no, that's that's cool to have real world applications. Um, and th these are just they're just gorgeous things to go check out. So obviously, we encourage everyone to go see it for yourself. So, um, what we wanted to do is talk about the indigenous history or the legends or the narrative assigned to explaining how this place became uh, the way it was, why Bryce Canyon looks the way it does, right? And um, uh, what we're going to do is make this a, a nice theatrical experience, set the mood, indeed, sit back. Isaac's going to work his technological uh, magic, and here we go. The Paiute Native Americans inhabited the Bryce Canyon area nearly 12,000 years ago. They called the rock formations Anka Kuwas Awits, which means red painted faces. The legend says that a mysterious people called the Tuenanungwa, or legend people, used to occupy the land long before humans were found on the earth. These legend people were non-human, animal-esque shapeshifters. The creatures were large, greedy, and fomented chaos. This was a time when the land was lush, with rich greenery and flowing water. The Tuwinanungwa saw this abundance as theirs, and theirs alone. They devoured the food, drank all the water, and terrorized the other creatures. In desperation, the other animals cried out to the great coyote spirit, the steward of the land, and asked it to do something about the Tuwenanungwa. Ever the trickster, the coyote concocted a plan to deal with these arrogant shapeshifters. Knowing their lust for indulgence, he invited them to a feast of massive proportions. The Tuwenanungwa painted their faces red, as was customary for such an event and arrived with fire in their eyes in a savage hunger. Coyote welcomed them and bade them to begin eating. With their attention focused on devouring the feast, Coyote rose up and 
cast upon them a spell. One by one, they turned to stone. Those still unaffected looked in horror at their petrified friends, and in an attempt to flee ran in every direction, down the valley, up the canyon, some falling over each other in the scramble. But there was no escape from the coyote's spell. All struggling ceased, and every last one of the Tuinanungwa turned into columns of stone, their bodies rigid and their faces paralyzed. Amazing. And that's what happened. Amazing. Believe it or not. Again, Jake. Your call. You've got a career in audiobooks or podcasting, either one. Or maybe like even, oh man, don't even. <laughs> I love the mortgage industry, but you know. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> that's I, true. I want to be a mortgage broker. Uh, you know, when we went to elementary school and did like, what do I want to be when I grow up? Mm. Loan originator was by far the most popular. <laughs> of course it is. Astronauts are lame anymore, you know. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So that's a really interesting uh, indigenous history. That's really is. No, yeah. that's that's cool. And that's I love awesome I love hearing these narratives that give like um, you know that, that frame the history, right? I think they're as legitimate as anything. I mean, in terms of, of cultural value and, and explaining the world around us, and I just I really admire that. I wish I knew more about how native people interacted with Bryce Canyon before white settlers came like because if this is the story that they believed and this is the story that they told each other about this area, like how did they feel when they were walking between these hoodoo, these hoodoos and thinking of people like people like, like there's your uncle like them. Yeah. yeah. That, that were there <laughs> yeah. too. Like, I think that that that's really cool. And it still brings a big sense of awe to me when I'm walking through them of just how big and how majestic these columns of rock are it's it's beautiful and it's it is really magic yeah man once all of the ad sales dollars come in we should take <laughs> trips to these places that we talk about right or you know ask whatever yeah. about ad sales dollars but no it'd be cool to throw that on the instagram that'd be great talk about, like yeah. show pictures and, and stuff anyway take a business trip that's exactly it man tax yeah. right off that's right that's <laughs> a tax sweet i know we need to talk to my lawyer <laughs> you are our lawyer <laughs> you are our lawyer. what are you talking about <laughs> okay yeah. very cool um, yeah, I mean, Casey was um, kind of brought this up, or at least was was alluding to it. But then comes the bad news, right? The the settler takeover, eighteen um, sixties pioneer settlements and livestock grazing eliminated all of the uh, food sources, hunting and gathering sources for <clears throat> excuse me these tribes. <clears throat> One moment. <laughs> <laughs> Take a drink. Don't hurt yourself. Um. Enraged, fairly justifiably, right? The natives um, attacked white settlers. Um, and I mean, you know, think, think about that as you will. Pioneers eventually had to abandon their homes. And in the area, um, more attacks uh, ensued until there was really, you know, uh, nothing left for the settlers there. Um, eventually, Mormon pioneers returned. They made peace. Um, but uh, ultimately, the Paiutes, Utes, and Navajo tribes were displaced to the reservation lands shortly thereafter, right? So... It is what it is, folks. Got to talk about history. It sure is. And it's sad. I mean, growing up <clears throat> growing up here, the schools kind of paint the narrative of the Indians being the savages. Mm. And, you know, my perspective has changed and I've learned a lot more. There's a lot more up, that so. we will talk about Indeed. throughout. Yeah. yeah. And no, I think in general, um, the state, you know, step by step is becoming better at 
not necessarily like this whole scorched earth thing where mm-hmm. it's I don't know, finding a balance between exactly between recognizing the good and um, the not so good of yeah. settlers and, and honoring the native history. Yeah, I mean, settlement is a natural course of time. Everyone's going to move somewhere. Land is going to be inhabited by new people, but it's important to at least recognize whose land it is originally. I concur. So there you go. All right. Um, so yeah, 1860s is when, you know, classic Utah colonization was happening. Brigham Young was sending people out to other parts of the state and the West to settle and see if they were good places to send people. Um, and people started hanging out in Bryce Canyon and then people left and then they came back and Ebenezer Bryce was one of the original settlers down in Tropic, which is just... What direction is that? West of the amphitheater. And he didn't honestly, like the people didn't think it was that exciting because they were trying to survive in this desert wasteland with no water. So I get why they didn't think it was that awesome. But (laughs) they like would go out there and hell of a place to lose a cow. (laughs) But then Ebenezer Bryce did a lot. He built a logging road to transport wood from the forest because it is high elevation and there's lots of pine forests up there. So he built logging roads to build houses with the logs. And he also diverted, um, he, blah, 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 blah. and he also worked on the tropic ditch, which is a big handmade ditch that pioneer folks carved out of the rock to bring water to kind of divert it to the town of tropic which is still in use today, and there's a really fun waterfall, actually, that okay. you can go and hike, and I didn't know that. we can post it on our Instagram. You yeah. can see the photos of Isaac and I yeah. enjoying the hot, hot summer sun. I didn't realize that's what it was while we were hiking. I didn't it. either. I thought it was a natural river. No. Yeah, the trail. It's a canal. The trail just goes up along the, the river all the way to this waterfall, and it's really nice, clean water. I don't know. I mean, as clean as it can get, I guess. So, why are yeah. you laughing? <clears throat> My voice cracks a lot. I may or may not have called him out. <laughs> you know, it's, no, it's part of your charm, though, man. Don't worry about it's it. It's a nervous tick. Listeners charming know. Like, <laughs> no, listeners know that you're being real right now. That's right, and that's cool. That's there you right. go. Own it. My voice cracks. It cracks. <laughs> <laughs> Ebenezer voices. Ebenezer Bryce's voice didn't crack. You can bet your sure, bottom you dollar yeah, no, on that. That, that he guy. He's a man's man. That guy. Really He's a man's man. It's cool, though, to learn about infrastructure and how people work with the land. I always think that's neat. It's, it, that was my yeah. whole degree. I loved it. This, that was my whole degree. <laughs> yeah, so the Tropic Ditch was actually diverted from the, Sy- the Severe River. Severe. The Severe. You're from Utah, it was diverted, man. It was diverted from the Severe River um, down through the canyon into Tropic. Um, and why they called it Tropic, I don't know. Not very tropical, uh, oh, if you ask me. It was very dry. It's yeah. probably part of... Equatorial, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Part of the scheme to get people to go. I think it's nice and tropical. Yeah. But yeah, Bri- Ebenezer Bryce, he, he worked on this ditch with other people um, for three years. It was a 15-mile project, so pretty amazing. That's that's pretty much all we've got here for uh, history, um, for pioneers, indigenous people. Um, one other thing we want to talk about is Ruby's Inn. Um, Casey and I, we actually we camped out at the Ruby's Inn camping lot. It's a, it's the uh, lodge, essentially. It's where all the tourists and travelers will stay. Uh, her visiting Bryce Canyon, um, and it was founded in 1916 by Reuben C. or Ruby, uh, 
Syret. Uh, so he brought his family to southern Utah and established a ranch um, just by the national park. And he used to welcome travelers who were coming through to stay at his uh, ranch. And that eventually just grew and developed into um, a more formal inn or a hotel. And I wonder, because Ruby was on top of the amphitheater, like he mm-hmm. was looking down into it, while Ebenezer Bryce was down in Tropic from the other side. I wonder if there's something to be said for their different vantage points and original part starting places on how they viewed the amphitheater. Because yeah. Ruby was like, oh, this is amazing. Everyone has to come. And Ebenezer Bryce is like, hell of a place to lose a cow. <laughs> like, I think just their different vantage points and different points in time too. Ruby was much later. Things were more established. Things yeah. were better. So Yeah, it's true. Um, but... This is a really cool historic place. A lot of famous people have stayed there. Um, great atmosphere. I've been there many, many times. It's uh, kind Isaac of a tradition. I used to play music there. That's right. I used to play music there. You're a musician? I am a musician. Man. Yeah. Aren't that's you great. a musician too? I think I am. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. Wow. How do we not just... I don't know. We should, whatever. I guess we can talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. Jake and I met in a band. And Casey, we met in a band as well. All of us... Same band. Music. Same band. Same band at different times. Can you believe that? Indeed. There's Indeed. our common connection, folks. Um, so, yeah, that's really all I have to say about Ruby's Inn. It's if you want to stay in Bryce Canyon, you got to call ahead and reserve a place because it fills up quick. There's also a campground right next to it, yep. which is great. There's campgrounds in Bryce Canyon itself, not as connected, a little bit more primitive. But if you can get a spot, it's pretty epic. Yeah. Bring your sleeping bag, it's cold. And it can get cold in the summertime. There was actually one time we were camping out and uh, we got completely washed out. Huge rainstorms came through and our tents were just filled with water. Oh, no. (laughs) Not fun, but, you know, that's all part of the experience. We're not glampers. I'm a total glamper. I'll Uh, say it. I'm I'm working on it, folks. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm working on it. (laughs) There's a a spectrum of campers for sure. That's right. The spectrum. I'm a hiker. I like hiking yeah, a lot. Great. Yeah. Yeah. That's one great thing about Bryce. Um, Isaac's mom was talking about this when we were chatting with her about it. She loves that the hikes can be short. If you have kids, you can definitely make it a day and it's really quick and your kids won't hate you. And there's also some really great long hikes that go down into the hoodoos. Just check it out. Their website, the National Park Service does a great job. So Very cool. we encourage you to go. And you'll also probably hear comments about Isaac's mom and dad. All of our family, really. Shanette is Isaac's mom. Delightful gal. Yeah, she's from Denmark. We love her. She likes Bryce Canyon because there's always Danes there. That's so right. That she can so chat true. with. You can find people from just about every country at Bryce Canyon. It's quite amazing. People come from all over the place. Awesome. Well, what else do we anything, got on this one? I think that's, that's all I got. Yeah, I think we're good. Go visit. Go visit it. And be careful and clean up after yourself. That's right. For real. And remember, you and only you can prevent <laughs> forest fires. That's good. Thanks, Smokey. Get them to talk to us here. Okay, cut. <laughs> <laughs>